You're listening to the Husker Online Show, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus, and bringing in Husker Online's Allie Snow. Taking your questions here in the mailbag. Lots going on. Uh, recruiting going get to get picked back up here. Uh, but off the field things in football, recruiting, basketball. What do you got to lead us off with this week, Allie? So a lot of football questions. But the first one is about the departure of DeWitt. And this guy wants to know if we're going to hear much about this coaching search or just the usual many candidates were looked at and we decided upon this guy's I, speech. I don't think um, – Coaching searches in general are very transparent. I mean, I can tell you when they replaced Dawson last year, I mean, they brought four or five guys to Lincoln to interview them in person, and very little of that even got out to, you know, the football scoops of the world that usually report on those things. And I think that's how Scott Frost operates. He keeps a very tight lid on some of these things because a guy might, you know, in those situations, not want other people to really know because he's at another job that, you know, if he doesn't get the Nebraska job, he's not going to go to. But I think with DeWitt, we really already have somewhat of an indication we think that Mike Dawson's going to be the guy. Yeah, I mean, that, I think all signs are pointing to that. And it makes a lot of sense, as we talked about in the open. I mean, the, the, the familiarity is so important to Scott Frost and the guy that's been here, coached with his staff. Uh, it's about as seamless as you could possibly get. Yeah, and, and you hit it, Sean. I, I think that um, just because the public doesn't hear a bunch of names that are that are you know being looked at for the, the job doesn't mean that um, that they're not searching or, or that they don't have a guy. I mean, I, I think they, as we've seen since Frost got here, they like to operate under the radar and and not air all their business out there. And um, and I would expect something to happen pretty soon. Yeah, nobody knew who Tony Tuioti was, and basically until he got hired. How important is this spring for Coach Frost to get the youth on this team coached up to push the upperclassmen for starting roles in order to have success in 2020? Yeah, I think when you look at the spring, you've got to get that depth that you're building to compete now for roster spots. And during the regular season, it's really, really hard to just infuse young guys in because your reps and practice are limited with ones and twos. I mean, you might get threes going a little bit. Uh, but the spring is where you can get a third unit and even sometimes a fourth unit reps. And with all of these freshman players, quarterbacks, linemen on offense, linemen on defense, the secondary guys, the number of early enrollees, they've got to figure out ways to, 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 to drive up those reps and, and go into more, I think, live situations um, where you know, you've got more depth, younger guys, you know, do do more, uh, you know, full contact scrimmage situations because I think that's how you truly find out who the guys are. Well, there are a lot of guys that we've been hearing about for the last year, two years, uh, that the time is now, especially given the amount of positions that are going to be wide open uh, for as far as the depth chart's concerned uh, going into this offseason. I mean, this is going to be the perfect opportunity to give as many possible guys as you can a chance to show what they can do. And, uh, yeah, I think spring is going to be invaluable because, you know, there's a little less restrictions uh, as far as your schedule is concerned. You can do more. Uh, and so I think these next you know few practices, you know, starting up here in March are going to be pretty vital as far as setting the tone with those competitions going into the summer and especially going into fall camp. Yeah, I think the spring is always a time where you want to you want to see if your young guys can come along and and there's a lot of them. I mean, they they redshirted 22 true freshmen last year and so now it's kind of time for those 22 guys to to get inserted into 
um, you know, the depth chart and see see what they can do. I mean, they've been on campus now for a long time. They are, you know, ahead of the curve, I guess. I, I won't say they all have the playbook mastered or anything like that, but uh, now it's time for them to kind of kind of take the training wheels off those guys and, and see what they can do. Who steps up as the backup running back behind Mills? Is it Johnson or one of the newcomers coming in? Yeah, I, I think my money, I don't know, Nate, you'd – where you stand on this, but I, I think between Marvin Scott and Sevion Morrison, um, I think one of those two guys, um, you know, has has a really good chance. I mean, we saw Ramir Johnson a little bit this year, and I, I mean, I, I I kind of expected more. I'll be honest. I mean, especially in the Rutgers or the Maryland the Maryland game where he got a lot of carries, um, he was okay, but nothing I saw in the Maryland game when he really got almost 20 carries led to me like, this is your number two guy behind Mills next year. I think Scott and Morrison are going to get a really hard look. Um, but to me, Scott is kind of the more physical runner. Um, and, and obviously Morrison resembles more of a Wandell Robinson type ish guy that can do a little bit of everything. Yeah. I don't know. To me, the, the sample size that we got from Ramir Johnson is way too small. Um, I mean, outside of that one game, outside of the Maryland game, you, you didn't really. I mean, a lot of those games, he only played one or two snaps, or, or only got like one or two carries, or whatever. So I, I'm not gonna sit here and say, yeah, Ramir Johnson is not gonna be the guy. But um, I will say, I do think the two true freshmen, Marvin Scott and Savion Morrison, those are two guys that I mean, they're coming into play, and and they have been told, hey, you're gonna have every opportunity to see the football field early, and and I think that they're guys that can can come in and make an impact. I've seen Morrison in person. I think he's a phenomenal player. I know for a fact Nebraska absolutely loves Marvin Scott too, um, and physically. Physically, he's a guy who's who maybe just as you know just as uh, developed as anybody that's already on the roster. I'm gonna be really curious to see what happens with Ronald Tompkins too, going off that injury, where he is, uh, if he's even gonna be capable of factoring in that conversation right away this spring. Um, because I, I think if he's back to 100%, he can at least have a say in in, in that conversation. Okay, predict your too deep at offensive line. I mean, that's a really, I mean, that could be like a two hour show um, if we want to go there. But I think you look at last year's starters, it's hard to see Jurgens and, and Hymas and Farniak not out there. Um, I think those three are safe. It's, um, I think it's Hickson and Wilson. You know, can they hold on? And do, does Bryce Benhart come in and does he move into right tackle to allow Farniak to move to guard? And if Farniak moves to guard, he probably unseats Bo Wilson. Um, and then could an Ethan Piper push um, and, and, and give Hickson a run this spring at, the, at one of the guard spots? Could Ethan Piper play center? I mean, I, I think there's a lot of unknowns. I do know, though, of the, three, of the six freshmen on scholarship right now, uh, Banks, Benhart, and Piper are probably the best three today. Um, that that have looked the best at least thus far um, early on. Yeah, and I think a lot of it just has to do with where those two guys, Piper and Benhart, are in particular. Uh, I think those guys are probably the and most. And Corcoran comes in, and he'll be interesting to watch too. Yeah, uh, I think those guys are probably the most primed of the young guys to unseat a current starter. Uh, and then again, what what happens with Farniak? Is if Benhart's ready, do they move him to guard? So there's a lot of uh, ripple effect that I think stems off of just the uh, readiness of particularly a guy like Ben Hart because um, everybody sees the talent and you see the size. I mean, he just looks the part in every sense. 
but does he have the mental understanding to take over a right tackle position in the Big Ten? I think that is the ultimate determining factor in that whole conversation. Well, and a lot of that's going to get shaken out here in the spring uh, where they'll have time to kind of uh, shuffle guys around and get a good feel for, okay, this is where, where we're at with these guys, or, or he can definitely do it. Uh, or whatever, but I do think that Ben Hart probably all becomes your right tackle, and that that allows you to slide Farniok inside, and um, you know, and, and I think the other two freshmen, you know, Piper and and Banks, I would not be surprised if they are on the two deep. Uh, I know they're really high on those guys, and and they are looking the part too. I mean, for for as young as they are, those three freshman offensive linemen look really really good. All right, final question, Allie, what do you have? Does Tom Brady wear a different jersey next year? <laughs> Great final question. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Ooh, where? San Diego? Mm-hmm. Or L.A., I guess. It, I can't say San The Chargers of L.A. Indianapolis? Indiana, indoor stadium. Good uh, offensive line. Good defense. How would Dan Hoppen react to oh, that? I think he would. His brain would explode. Former Husker yes. online, diehard Colts, Colts fan. fan, known Tom Brady hater. Uh, I'm going to say <laughs> no because I think Tom or Tom Brady runs that organization as much as anybody. And if he doesn't want to leave, no one's going to make him leave. So he's a free agent technically. Uh, he already put on his Instagram that he will come back. Uh, so I'm, I'm assuming that no one is going to shove him out the door. Yeah, there's no way he's going to end his career in new england he's i mean it's it's the the script has been written for a long time for him to to go down as as a as a new england patriot legend and i mean he already is but um now that he's coming back uh, and he's not retiring i don't see him going anywhere else yeah, it can't be like joe montana to the chiefs or johnny united to the yeah. chargers okay here's the devil's advocate could they peyton manning let him go so they tank the next year not they're not a good team belichick's gone then that allows them to maybe get trevor lawrence in the draft the following year well, my th- my whole thing all along is, if they still had a guy like Garoppolo behind him, then then maybe yeah, that maybe they kind of move on and bring Garoppolo up. But they have got Stidham, Stidham behind. They got um, nobody. Yeah, I mean they don't have anybody. They don't have someone that can take over. And the free agent market right now for quarterbacks is garbage, right? And a lot of guys coming out now. Tua's coming out. Jake Fromm. That surprised me. He's coming out from Georgia. I figured Jake Fromm was a lock to come back for next year. Well, here's year. the thing, too. 2021, everybody's expecting a work stoppage in the NFL. So a lot of people are jumping out early so they can get those contracts before any potential strike well, happens. Yeah, the CBA, that collective bargaining yeah, agreement. Basically, everybody's just going to assume there's going to be some yeah. sort of work stoppage. All the money's going to Matt Rule. That's why. Yeah. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean all the money in the league Best is – Best agent in sports. You wear a safety patrol vest to coach in, you get a <laughs> – $80 million coaching contract in return. You drool on your stomach during games. <laughs> Bitter Giants fan, Robin Washett. All right, Allie, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks, guys. When we come back, we'll close the show with recruiting. You're listening here to the Oscar Line Show.